What's going on, everybody? This is Locked On Nittany Lions, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is for Tuesday, April 7th, 2020. Whether you're isolated at home or working from home, or maybe you are going into work, whatever your case may be, we're going to keep you distracted with some Penn State conversation in today's episode. We've got win totals, we've got transfer portal news, and we've got some updates on what's happening with the podcast and more in the coming weeks. So we've got a lot to get into in today's episode. So thank you so much for tuning in and subscribing on all your favorite podcasting apps, such as iTunes and Google Play and Spotify and Stitcher and iHeartRadio. You name it, we're on it, and we genuinely appreciate all the feedback and support you guys have for us on those various podcasting platforms with a rating and a review if you are so kind. We also want you to be a part of the show by following us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany and check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And later in this episode, I'm going to give you some updates on potential Twitch and Instagram updates that are going to be coming very soon. Of course, we do have our YouTube channel, so go to YouTube.com and search for Locked On Nittany Lines as well. But as I said, we've got a few things to get into in today's episode, so let's just go ahead and get this one underway. Even though things are a little bit out of sorts right now in the world of sports, one thing that you can generally rely on is the fact that the springtime is when the transfer portal is going to be a little bit more active than it has been. Now, keep in mind, the transfer portal never really has inactivity. There's always players coming in and going out of the transfer portal. And we have certainly seen a number of Penn State players go through the transfer portal since it became into an existence. Now, over the weekend, we saw another player enter his name into the transfer portal. And it's not really much of a surprise, but former, I guess we can call him now former wide receiver, Matt Kippenhammer was the latest to enter his name into the NCAA transfer portal as he begins to evaluate his potential transfer options. Now, as a quick reminder, how the transfer portal works is you put your name in the NCAA's database. It says you're contemplating a transfer. That makes you eligible to have communication with other coaches and other recruiters from various programs that you may be interested. You go through the recruiting process. It's not illegal to have that conversation and communication, I should say, with those other schools. So it's perfectly legal. And I think it's a benefit for the players. And I'm all for it. I think it's a great idea. And I'm glad to see that it is a luxury for a lot of players that are considering different environments for their college and uh, athletic career and future. So obviously, once you put your name in the transfer portal, you don't have to transfer, but the school that you're transferring from or potentially transferring from doesn't have to hold your scholarship. Now, Matt Hibbenheimer is a little bit of a unique situation in this regard because it had already looked as though he was moving on from football. Again, he was not on the spring roster. It's the second spring in a row. He was not participating in spring football, and that's because he is a baseball player. So he was going through the baseball process, getting ready for baseball season or on way with baseball season. Now, of course, the NCAA shut down all spring athletic competitions, Big Ten shut down spring competitions. Uh, so college baseball is no longer happening. So uh, this gives uh, Matt Hibbenhammer a chance to really kind of evaluate all of his options. And if he is generally going to go forward with a career in baseball, 
then it'll be very interesting to see where he goes because obviously he's been a pretty talented baseball player for Penn State. We've discussed that before on this podcast. So he could have some interesting options on the table, and that's what makes his transfer process a little bit more unique. Now, again, it did look like he was moving away from football anyway, so it's not necessarily an extra loss that Penn State wasn't already bracing for. I don't know at the time that he was left off of the spring roster if the transfer option was potentially on the table for discussion uh, moving forward. But now, again, like I said, since baseball season has been uh, put on the shelf as well as every other spring sport in the college sports scene, it makes sense to begin evaluating some options now and you know, getting that transfer process started as best as you possibly can right now because obviously you can't be making official visits. You can't tra- you can't travel to other schools right now. So it's a tough time to be transferring, but uh, at the same time, there's nothing else going on. So you might as well uh, take advantage of every opportunity you do have to gain some knowledge on your potential transfer options. So we'll see where Mac Hippenhammer goes moving forward. Obviously, this is another loss on the depth chart for the wide receiver position. Again, it's not necessarily a one that we weren't already bracing for. We already sort of expected that this was probably going to be the case. But again, you've got Justin Shorter who transferred to Florida earlier this year. We know that KJ Hamler is going into the NFL draft. And this is just a year after Jawan Johnson transferred to Oregon and helped Oregon on to a Pac-12 title. So we're seeing a good handful of wide receivers leave Penn State fairly quickly compared to what you may want to expect. And of course, you know, the loss of spring football certainly hurts Penn State as far as the wide receivers position is concerned because that is a position of need and you do want to see some players step up at that position. And we'll get into that later on in future episodes as we really start to get into what to expect out of this unit going into the new season. But we know new wide receiver coach, new, new offensive coordinator, and a lot of holes to fill at a very relatively shallow position or at least a position that has a lot of potential to show something hopefully moving forward so Mac Hippenhammer does not appear to be a part of that equation moving forward we'll see where he goes we'll see if baseball is going to be the the primary interest uh, for his next transfer destination and if it is he may be looking at some different schools than he would be if he were looking for football options so we'll see if he's going to be a two-sport player or if he just continues to focus on baseball Obviously, he didn't have much of an impact on the football program, but he does look like he's pretty talented on the baseball field. So we'll see where he goes from here. Be in a state of chaos and on pause for right now for the foreseeable future, but the odds makers, they never take a day off and they will always give us something to talk about. And thankfully, they have done that the last few weeks from various sports books, putting out their national title odds, conference title odds. And of course, now we've got some win totals and we're going to go over the latest win totals for the upcoming 2020 college football season that were released by Caesars Entertainment on Monday. We also have a look at some of their national title odds, and I'll give you some quick takes on those numbers as well. But I want to run through the Big Ten, of course. We'll go through school by school, some quick reactions, and then I'll hit on a couple notable teams from around the country and some of those other conferences. But let's talk about the team that you're probably most interested in, and that, of course, is Penn State, who has a win total of 9.5, according to the Caesars Entertainment book. And that's a pretty safe number, I think, going into it, because you know that Penn State's going to have to play Ohio State, and Ohio State's going to be very good again this year. A road game at Michigan, a road game at Virginia Tech, those are not easy games. Even if you think Penn State's going to be the better team in either of those games, it would not surprise me to see them lose 
either of those games. Now, if they happen to lose three games, that gets them to nine wins. And uh, if you think that this Penn State team is capable of losing three games, uh, you're looking at taking that under right there because they will not reach that nine and a half. Now, I, I'm a little bit more optimistic and I would like to have seen a spring practice so I could see some of the wide receiver development that we've been talking about so often on this podcast. But I do think that Penn State getting to 10 wins, I think, should be the expectation. I think that they can go on the road and beat Virginia Tech. I think they can go on the road and beat Michigan. I don't think it's an easy one for sure, but I do think that that is possible. And the rest of the schedule, I think, is not too shabby outside of the home game against Ohio State. So, you know, you get Ohio State at home. That's always going to be huge. Uh, we'll see what happens with that game. But I do think that uh, that is a swing game in many respects. But if you look at Ohio State's win total, they've got the highest win total in the Big Ten, and that's set at 11. So they're giving Ohio State a margin of error for one game, and then you get a push if you take that 11 right, right on. So I, uh, certainly I have said this all along. I think Ohio State is clearly going to be the team to beat in the Big Ten this year. I think they are once again a college football playoff contender i think they are an 11 or 12 win team for sure so uh, i would go with the over with ohio state at 11 but getting back to penn state i would take the over on penn state as i'm sitting here right now uh so we'll see how i feel about that with my comfort level uh later in the summer once i go through the process of making those game by game predictions which i think we're going to share a little bit more of those on the podcast now that we're going through an off season together on locked on nittany lines so be be aware of that moving forward but I would take Penn State at the over, and I would take Ohio State in the over, even though I'm thinking that Penn State has to get to 10 wins. Uh, and, and certainly winning a game against Ohio State would certainly help that cause. I, I do think Ohio State and 12 wins is fully uh, – I, I think it's fully in play. Now, uh, they got to go on the road against Oregon, and they got to play at Penn State. So they don't have the easiest schedule. <laughs> there are some tough hits for Ohio State that they're going to have to get through. But let's look around the rest of the Big Ten. The other teams getting some high win totals, or relatively speaking, high win totals. Uh, Wisconsin is also labeled at 9.5, along with Penn State. And Minnesota and Michigan each have a win total set at 9. So, again, the numbers are kind of telling us what the odds makers are thinking out of these two teams, or three teams. Obviously, Wisconsin is still the most consistent team in that Big Ten West, and you look at the the rest of that division, they should be the best team in that division, but Minnesota getting the same win total at nine as Michigan, uh, there's a lot of optimism about Minnesota going into this season, so... I'm not really sure how comfortable I feel taking Minnesota over a nine right now. I would probably lean more towards an under because I think uh, I'm not saying that they're going to be worse this year, but I do think that's probably more likely traditionally and historically speaking that Minnesota takes a slight step back in that win total. And that's why I would lean more towards the under for Minnesota, which is actually the the play there at minus 150 taking the under for nine. It's plus 134 uh, taking the over Uh, as for Michigan. Uh, again, a win total of nine. They know that Michigan has to play Ohio State and they can't beat Ohio State. They know that they have to play Penn State and they can probably beat Penn State at home. But Michigan also has to go on the road and play against Washington, which could be a tough matchup. Although I do think that Michigan's going to be the better team in that one. 
Uh, and then, of course, they, they got to play Michigan State. And so there are there are some potential trap spots for Michigan as that schedule unfolds. And the, the way that Michigan has been uh, the last few years, obviously they've had some really good seasons where they've come very close to the Big Ten championship game. Uh, but I think uh, nine is a good safe number. And Michigan's always going to tend to get a little bit more money placed on them just because they're Michigan. More people will bet on Michigan one way or the other. Uh, Michigan is minus 115 to hit the over of nine and minus 105 to hit the under. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of a toss up <laughs> on which way you want to go with that one. I would probably be more willing to take the under on Michigan, but I don't know if that's the, the safe bet. I think uh, I think nine's really kind of spot on, to be honest with you. I would kind of take that push there. Uh, skipping around the rest of the Big Ten, uh, some interesting names. Well, actually, we'll just go right down the list in alphabetical order. Okay, Illinois is getting a win total of five. I, I think that they can get that over once again. They were bowl eligible last year. I know they had to fight their way to get in there, and you know they, they, they did beat Wisconsin in, um, I'm not going to say a fluky way, but it was a surprising way. <laughs> I think Wisconsin certainly choked that game away. Uh, but I think Illinois, uh, going into this upcoming season, I think they can get the six win. So I, I kind of like that one. Indiana at seven and a half, I would probably lean more towards the under there. You know, Indiana just scratches by. I know they were playing for nine wins last year. <laughs> they had a run going. Uh, I would take history's side on this one. And t- say that Indiana probably is more likely to hit that under there, uh, which is actually not the play there. Minnesota or Indiana is listed at minus 155 to hit the over at seven and a half. Iowa at seven feels about right. I mean, this could be a 10 win Iowa season, could be a six win Iowa season. You just never know with Iowa, uh, but I would probably lean towards eight wins for Iowa. Uh, just gut reaction, not even look at the schedule off the top of my head. Maryland at three and a half, I would take that over. Uh, Michigan, where he said Michigan State at four and a half. I would take the over at Michigan State because I just need to get to five wins. I think you can do that. Uh, Minnesota, I already mentioned. Nebraska at six and a half. I think Nebraska's got seven wins in them this year. I'm going to go with the over. That's actually minus 110 either way you go on Nebraska. I'm going to go with the over there. Northwestern at five and a half. I think they can get the six wins. That's gut reaction. I think that's a six-win team. I think they're going to be vastly improved from what they were last year. They were really beat up last year, too. Uh, we already mentioned Ohio State, or I mentioned Penn State, of course. Purdue at five. That's probably my favorite over right there. Um, you know, I think if you take Purdue uh, with a little bit of a bounce back season, Rondell Moore healthy, I think that that Purdue team can once again be dangerous. I think you, all you need to do is get the six wins. That's half your games. I think Purdue can do that. And I'm dead serious when I say this. I would take Rutgers at over two and a half. Uh, you, they could very well have three wins going into Big Ten play. They got an FCS opponent. Uh, they do have to play Syracuse, but Syracuse was not very good last year. And Syrac- that Syracuse game will be played at home. They do have to play at Temple. Temple is a fairly good team right now in the group of five in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, and I, they could very well beat Rutgers, but... I'm going to go with Rutgers getting that win. I think that Rutgers can not only get to two and a half or the over two and a half. I think they can do it before they enter Big Ten play. So I'm putting all my chips on on that one. And you heard it right here first. I don't know how many games Rutgers will win once they get into Big Ten play. But I think that they can get to that over at two and a half. I think they can get those three wins before they get murdered by Ohio State in their Big Ten Open. And real quick, I'll just mention the highest win totals in some of the other power conferences. Uh, Alabama seems like they are always being set at 10 and a half or 11. This year, they are at 10 and a half, according to Caesars. Kind of like that over. Once again, Florida and Georgia were also listed with an over under of 10. For their win total, defending national champion LSU uh, set in nine. I kind of like the under on that one. 
Now, Clemson was put in the books as an 11 and a half. Uh, that is a large, a large number for a win total, but it totally makes sense because they are going to run through their conference once again. They do have to open on the road against Georgia, which would be a pretty interesting game. And if they lose that game, then, of course, you you lose this bet because they would hit the under of 11.5 no matter what happens the rest of the year. But, you know, I would say that Clemson at 11.5 is certainly feeling pretty confident. But I'm going to lean towards the under because I do think that Georgia game is going to be trouble. I think the Notre Dame game could be trouble. And at some point, Clemson is going to lose a game in ACC play again. Maybe it'll be this year. I don't know. I'm sort of certainly going to be better than everybody else. But I think taking Clemson and the under is probably a safe bet to make this year. Still going to win 11 games, but <laughs> 11 games is under. So uh, I feel pretty confident about that. Uh, in the Big 12, Oklahoma has the highest win total at 10. Texas Longhorns are at 9. Uh, again, I kind of like Oklahoma once again, just uh, having their way with most of the conference and, and maybe slipping up once or twice. Uh, but I would say Oklahoma with the 10, I would probably stay away from that unless you like a push. <laughs> I think 10 wins might be a pretty uh, interesting bet there for Oklahoma. And in the Pac-12, the Oregon Ducks at nine and a half have your highest win total for the upcoming season, followed by Washington at eight and a half. Now, I really like Oregon. I would be very interested in taking Oregon and the over. Again, they do have to host Ohio State, but they get Ohio State at home. They're going to have to play Washington. Uh, we'll see what happens the rest of the way in, in the Pac-12. But I very much like where Oregon is heading right now, Mario Cristobal. And I would take Oregon over 9.5 for the upcoming season. So you have it. I will make sure to share those win totals with you as well on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash locked on Nittany. We'll put together a nice little uh, package of all the Big Ten uh, over-unders for you for your for informational purposes and entertainment purposes, if you will. Uh, but yeah, let me know what you think about those win totals. Do you like Penn State 9.5? Are you going over? Are you going under? And what other picks around the Big Ten are you interested in this year? So now's the time. Get Make your picks right now. Get on the record. That way you get your bragging rights at the end of the season. Something you can point back to and say, yeah, I was right back in the middle of April when we were all stuck at home. One quick note before I get on to a couple final thoughts for this episode. I did not mention the national title odds from Caesars Entertainment, and I'll get into more of this in tomorrow's episode. But I do want to mention that Penn State is listed at 30 to 1 odds to win the national title, according to Caesars Entertainment. The favorite by far is Clemson at plus 250, followed by Ohio State at plus 300. Alabama at plus 500 and Georgia at plus 700 round out your top four on the board, according to Caesars. Uh, Florida is at 12 to 1, LSU and Oklahoma at 18 to 1, Oregon at 25 to 1, Notre Dame and Texas at 28 to 1. Uh, joining Penn State at 30 to 1 odds are Auburn and Texas A&M, and the Michigan Wolverines are on the board at 35 to 1. Those are courtesy of Ben Fox at ESPN. I don't know if there were more national title odds that were listed, but those are the ones that Ben shared on his Twitter account, and that's where I got the information. Now, I do want to apologize to our listeners and our subscribers for not having an episode on Monday, and that is totally my fault because, or, you know, it's not really my fault, but it was a decision I made because we are now moving to three episodes a week. Now, I generally do want to have episodes out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 
uh, and that may be subject to change. And that was certainly subject to change this week because I ended up working all weekend. And again, I know my working situation is a little bit different for a lot of people out there that are stuck at home and isolated. And I do want to make sure I have podcasts available for you. And I always like having an episode on Monday there uh, because no matter where you are or what you may be doing, the fact is you probably are beginning your week on a Monday, whether you're working or maybe you've got uh, kids at school or whatever, the way that they're all going from home. It's a crazy time right now, and I do want to have the podcast out there for you. And so I apologize for not having an episode out on Monday. It was my plan originally, but again, I was working all weekend, and I just got into a, a situation on Sunday where I just didn't want to put together a podcast. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about, and I'm actually kind of glad that I held off to put the, together the podcast for today because that gave me a chance to talk about some of those odds and win totals that we just mentioned in the previous segment. So I do want to explain what's going to be happening and I want to get your feedback as well because I have a couple ideas that I want to throw your way and I would really like to hear what you guys have to say about this because I want this to be something that you're going to be a part of as well. Now across the Locked On Podcast Network the next couple of weeks, starting this week, uh, a lot of the podcasts are taking a look at the best seasons in franchise or in our case in school history. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the top seasons that Penn State football has had, uh, but I want to get your ideas and what your opinions are on some of those top seasons. What are they? <laughs> what have been the best seasons in Penn State football as far as you can tell? Obviously, I have a list of seasons that I'm going to be talking about. And we're going to have some fun expanding on that idea even beyond this two-week period because we have a lot of themes coming up all across the network that we're going to be uh, providing some content for. And I can't wait for it. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but this week and next week, we're talking about the best seasons uh, in our case, Penn State history. And I'm going to focus mostly on football. I don't think we're going to dive into some other sports. Uh, again, I know that there are Penn State sports fans uh, for some of the Olympic sports and basketball. I get that. I respect that. But my emphasis is mostly on the football program, and that's what we're going to that's going to be the majority of what we're talking about moving forward. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the national championship seasons. We're going to be talking about that 1994 season. We'll talk a couple about a couple of those Big Ten title runs. You know, there's one season that's not all that far away in our in our recent memory uh, that will surely be a part of the equation. So we're going to talk about some of those seasons on the podcast, kind of look back and you know share where I was, share how I experienced some of those seasons. But I also want to hear from you. So let me know by following us on Twitter and reaching out to us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany or over on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. I want to hear what seasons you think are the best in Penn State football. What are your memories from those seasons? Uh, you know, th this is a chance for you to tell some of the stories of how those seasons impacted you or what you were doing, You know what kind of memories you have. Let's, let's make this a community kind of a project and get you guys involved. So you can email us, you can tweet us, you can, you can record your own audio and submit it to us and we'll try to include it in a podcast as well. There are so many ways that we can have some fun with this. Again, we're only doing three minimum shows a week uh, or three shows a week as our minimum right now, but that doesn't mean we can't have more podcasts. And that will probably be my idea uh, when the schedule allows for it on my end of things. So tell me, what seasons would you rank as the best in Penn State football history? What classic games should we rewatch? And that's going to lead me to something I'm going to mention uh, in just a minute here. Uh, because we are going to be expanding on some of the things that we do with this podcast. So, so we only have the three audio podcasts per week, but that's also going to allow some, hopefully, more time to do some other things uh, in the social media realm as well. So 
I'm making a couple announcements right now. In addition to our three shows per week minimum and adjusted schedule right now, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays will generally be our schedule. But we're also going to try and find some time to do some Twitch streaming. Uh, or maybe we'll add some more stuff to the YouTube channel. So if you are into Twitch, and if you don't know what Twitch is, it's a it's a streaming service, or a, a streaming platform, I should say. Uh, it's mostly used for video games, but and there are some other things that you can do with it. And I, I've had some experience with Twitch before. But I'm going to be launching the Locked On Nittany Lions Twitch channel. That should be going up uh, next week. Now, I don't know how often we're going to be able to stream on it next week, but it's beginning to be set up right now. There's some work going on behind the scenes and getting that Twitch channel ready to go. And that's going to be an outlet where we'll be able to uh, maybe play some classic college football video games. I don't know. Uh, maybe we can watch some classic Penn State games. And that's why I want to know what games would you like to rewatch. So we're going to try, um, you know, kind of going back and watching some classic games so, so we can add our own commentary as we're watching it, kind of react to it and kind of look back on some things that maybe we forgot about uh, certain games. So I, we're going to try and put together a library of games. I don't know how that's all going to work out yet, but we'll also try to create some audio podcasts out of that if we can. So that should be pretty fun. I'm working on getting that Twitch channel ready to go. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. I'll have an announcement when it is ready to at least check out and you guys can go ahead and follow it on Twitch. In addition to that, later this week, I'm going to have an Instagram account out for Locked On Nittany Lions. So we'll have some fun with that. Maybe we'll do some live streaming on Instagram as well. Uh, but we'll also put out some uh, some fun photos and you can share your photos with us and we can relay them as well. So that should be pretty interesting and I'm hoping to have that up in the next couple of days. So uh, just keep an eye out for that. We'll certainly put it out on Twitter and I think we'll hook it up to Twitter. So anytime there's a new Instagram post, we'll add that to the Twitter feed. Uh, and I think the Facebook feed, we can do that as well. Actually, yeah, Instagram is connected to Facebook. And then we'll see if we can get that out on Twitter as well. So uh, Instagram account is coming. It'll be out in the next couple of days. I'll let you know right here on the podcast when it is out there. So you can go ahead and follow it and add it to all your Instagram stuff. I know I am behind a little bit on the YouTube page right now. I do have some YouTube clips I need to get uh, put together. Uh, but that is still a thing too. So if you're on YouTube, go ahead and search for Locked on Nittany Lions. We should pop right up. And we'll continue to have some audio clips being put up in video form. Again, I'm a little behind the curve right now, but I haven't really had some clips that I was really interested in, in sharing in that outlet right now. But we're going to try and get back to making that a little bit more regularly updated as well. So there you have it. Lots of stuff happening right now at the podcast. It's an exciting time, even though uh, the sports uh, scene is kind of quiet right now. And we are scaling back with the number of shows per week. But it doesn't mean that we are not trying to find other ways to keep engaged with you guys. So that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening to today, uh, today's episode. And I hope you'll be coming back throughout the week and stay tuned for all those updates that are coming. Once again, you can subscribe to this podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps, such as iTunes and Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Overcast, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. I believe we are available on. So go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and leave a rating and a review. It certainly helps support our show and gets us promoted on better positions on those various podcasting platforms. And again, we just genuinely appreciate any feedback you have, positive, negative, whatever you have to say, we want to hear what you have to say. And of course, we also want your suggestions and we want you to be a part of the show. So make sure you submit your questions at any time and your comments at any time 
by following us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. We always check our mentions before we go ahead and hit the record button so you can send us your questions and we'll get them involved into the show as well as we possibly can. Again, you can check out our Facebook page and like it at facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany and check out our YouTube channel by going to youtube.com, search for LockedOnNittany Lines, and again, we'll have an Instagram account out very soon, a Twitch channel very soon, lots of stuff happening. So thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for spending some time of your day, whether you're at home or working from home or whatever your case may be right now. Hopefully we were able to provide some distraction for you and kind of take your mind off of things a little bit. Uh, now you can go back to whatever it is you're doing. But I thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you check out the Locked On Big Ten podcast for continuing coverage around the Big Ten. Just tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Tuned In app. And that's going to do it for me. Thank you so much once again. Have a great day, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. So make sure you are subscribed, and I will talk to you then.